This is Let's Get Real with your realtor hosts, Mallory Myers and Rob Calabro, talking real life and real estate. All right. From the Buckeye State to the Sunshine State, this is Let's Get Real. Welcome in, everybody. Mal, what's up? How are you? I'm good, Rob. How are you doing today? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, it is currently, as we're recording this, it's the second week of January, or is it the third week? No, it's the second week of January, and uh, the market is crazy uh, already. You know, I've been saying it since before the new year that that, that we're going to hit the ground running in January this year, mm-hmm. um, and that is for mm-hmm. sure happening. Um, I don't know about you. I know that you, earlier this week I saw that you were like super busy with submitting offers and stuff. Uh, my weekend is almost eighty percent booked with things. Uh, between appointments and showing properties, which I love. I'm happy about that. Um, I mm, am a yeah, little... Yeah, that's great. Just, it, it's, it's awesome. I'm a little disappointed that I'm going to have to work, navigate around trying to watch the Bengals in the first playoff game we played <laughs> in in like, I don't know how many years. So, but, oh, but, yeah. but, but we'll watch it. Um, yeah. Well, what's What about you? What's up? I completely agree. It has been a crazy big busy uh start of the year for the first two weeks you know like you said we're finishing up our second week of january and i am getting bombarded with you know clients new clients wanting to schedule time to chat um to start the the process of buying or um you know it's as you mentioned before i had a ton of showings this week um several new buyers some I've been working with for a long time, some that are just starting the process and looking and, and are extremely motivated. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's amazing. It's everything that, you know, we discussed that it would be of, of being hitting the ground running and and super, super busy. Yeah, definitely. Good. We need we need more inventory now. Now we need more more listings, uh, which we need, I'm excited yes. for you. You have a ton of listings coming up. I've got a few listings coming on, so that's exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, so today's show, I know we talked about this. We're just going to kind of be doing a little, uh, a little more of um, uh, real talk and, and real life a little bit about where we are uh, at this point in the year, where what we are doing mm-hmm. in our business. I know one of the things you mentioned you want to talk about is just kind of um, how you're feeling about how hard you're working and, um, you know, some of the, some of the behind the scene things that you and I and other agents have to do that maybe some of our clients don't realize, uh, exactly what goes in. It's kind of like making the sausage, right? You, you know, yeah. there's a lot of behind the scenes, uh, tasks that we have to complete and things that we have to pay for that maybe mm-hmm. the average person doesn't think about. And I know we're going to touch on that a little bit today. Um, yeah. Yeah, bringing the real life uh, into the real estate, and I think it, it's 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 the whole reason why we're doing this. It's not just discussing the statistics of the market. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of so other realtors who listen or or clients or you know we're able to give real life feedback. We're able to give real life encouragement, real life struggles in this job in this industry because it's not just opening doors and getting to the closing table. It's, it's a a very emotional process, very difficult industry. It's, it's not rainbows and butterflies all the time. Sometimes it can be really hard. And and, and personally, I have kind of felt defeated myself of, of, 
of busting my butt for all of these clients, doing whatever it takes to make sure that I'm getting in to a house that just hit the market that they want to see. And that could be an hour away, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and if it's an hour away and there's two houses they want to see, that's a, that's four hours out of my day, you know, three hours out of my day. And if we don't get those offers, it feels very defeating. It feels very tiring. And I know that my buyers feel that way as well. So all that to, you know, kind of discuss in a little bit is, is the real life part of being a realtor and being in this industry isn't always just sitting on your Louis bags or sitting in your nice car and getting to the closing table and holding a pretty picture. Um, there's sometimes a lot of tears behind that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and for me, uh, the nice car didn't even come up until about like a few months ago. I used to drive a Kia Soul, <laughs> which hey, I don't. I'm not knocking Kias. I, yeah. <laughs> I loved my Kia Soul, but it was I bought it because it was a good cost of ownership. Uh, yeah. And then uh, yeah. I was finally able to upgrade that to a little bit nicer car. But anyways, um, nice. you are you you are absolutely right about uh, what you said. There's so many things that um, that we that we have to do in effort to make um, to make the our clients happy in effort to make deals work um, mm -hmm. and I think that like what you're experiencing right now is what most other agents are experiencing across the country um, mm -hmm. and it, I always think of this as like the the old 80 20 rule in sales and that's 80 percent of your business comes from 20% or I'm sorry, 20% of your sales comes from 80% of your effort and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we, when we work with a client and we get, a, uh, we get a client under contract or we sell a property and we receive a commission check, there was hundreds of other things that we did that didn't result in a paycheck. And those, yeah. all those things have to work simultaneously to get one result which is to be able to successfully operate a business and have a, a, a true income um, right I think so I don't know if I don't know if you and I talked about this or if it was another conversation I was having but the last time I checked the statistic the average real estate agent sells four properties a year that may have gone up now it may have gone down now mm -hmm. i don't know but it's somewhere in that range which means that if you're doing a lot more uh transactions um than the average agent that you're doing something right which i know you are on are definitely on that uh category um so I guess today um, maybe we're we're just being therapists for each other tell me a little <laughs> bit more about um about how you're feeling and what you're working on yeah well um i yesterday was rough i'm not gonna lie yesterday i had a rough morning of just feeling complete defeat feeling that you know you can you can sometimes feel like an unpaid door opener you know you're just running ragged trying to get your clients under contract last minute having to go see a house you're doing everything you can to, to make them stand out, make the offer stand out, and it's just not enough. There's gonna be a cash buyer that, you know, is a quick close, no appraisal, easy for the seller. They're gonna accept that over my finance or asking for closing costs or need to sell to buy. You know, there's certain things that part of the terms don't look great to a seller compared to another offer. And and I understand that and my client understands that, but I can only submit what they can do, which we've talked about before. 
you know, we will advise them what is getting accepted, but what can they do? And if they really love the house and they want to try, you have to try for them. Um, and I've, I've, I've offered offers um, where I had a feeling it probably wouldn't get accepted because it wasn't super strong. Mm -hmm. And I've offered on houses um, where we threw all of our eggs in this basket, like total balls to the wall. Like, how can you not accept this offer? This is awesome. We got creative with it um, and it didn't get accepted. And so it's, it can just feel very defeating of doing that several times a week and, and encouraging your buyers, you know, you have to encourage your buyers to not get defeated, but also have to encourage yourself to not get defeated. And it can be so tough. Yeah, it can be. Um, I, this, just this week, uh, I had a client that made an offer of pro property priced below 300,000. It sold for $50,000 above the list price. Wow. So it went into con hasn't sold yet. It went into contract mm -hmm. for $50,000 mm -hmm. above the list price in a, in a price, in a property priced below 300,000. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, what is that math? $50,000 divided by 300,000. That's like, um, a, a sixth of I the, no idea. That's, a, that's a sixth of the purchase price. Somebody was willing to offer that much above. Um, that is to me, it's crazy. It's crazy in the market. I talked to the agent. I said, Hey, were you surprised? He was like, very surprised. You know, I thought we'd get above 300, but I didn't think we'd get that high. Um, and you know, we were talking about appraisal gap and mm -hmm. this person that won waived their appraisal completely. Um, mm -hmm. and so that's tough, uh, for a lot of reasons. Cause it's one, just, it's hard to do that. It's scary to do that. You've got to mm -hmm. have the financial capabilities, but that person's right. probably paying, um, you know, 30 to 40,000, if it appraises favorably, they're probably paying $30,000 over the appraised value still. And that's right. crazy. And I'm surprised somebody was, was willing to do that. And the, his comment to me was, well, yeah, but they're just paying for the appreciation up front. And, mm. you know, if it's going to appreciate, you know, oh, you know, that much over the, at the same rate that the market has been going up, if it's going to continue, they're just, you know, and my thought was, Good point. You're right mm -hmm. to a degree, but you're also wrong to a degree because, mm -hmm. because you're now setting a new, uh, a new standard for pricing in that neighborhood. And you're actually driving the prices up higher because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, I think it's really interesting. I think it's a tough market, but going back to what you said before, um, you, you've, you can do what you can as an agent, but, but at some point you also have to just work through it. And part of, mm -hmm. part of the, the getting buyers in the contract in this market, I think is missing out on a property or two yeah. is making an offer that doesn't hit because that is the learning process. And eventually you'll get it right. And like I tell people every day, you, just because you missed on this one, people are buying and closing on houses every single day in this yes. market. You yes. will be one of them. It just yes. may not be this one today. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like you said, it's, it's encouraging them to not give up. I, I pretty much say the same thing of, of new houses hit the market every single day and more than once. So if, if today the house didn't work out tomorrow, the house, it could work out. Um, but it is also giving, you know, having them miss out on a couple, what are, what, 
what do you think isn't working? Because I can tell you what I think, but you're going to want to try your own way first, right? And you should, like, I'll do whatever you want, but here's what I think you should do if you want to get accepted. But I'm not going to tell you how, how much money to put, put out. I'm not going to tell you, like, you know, I'm not going to submit something that's your highest and best. However, I now will you take what I'm saying into consideration um, for your next offer? Because this is not working. This is what the people are accepting. This is what we have to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. Then let's re let's shift where we're looking. Let's shift the price point that we're looking at. Let's talk mm -hmm, about exactly. what we can change to, to still have success and still get you a great house, but not, right. you know, but not continue to, um, have you put, effort and emotions into a purchase that isn't realistic um right you know exactly it, it's not this simple but you know you've got a buyer that's missed that's in the half a million dollar price range and has missed out on a bunch of properties at half a million dollars well let's see if we shift down to four hundred thousand and find yes. that something that would work for you in that zone yes it's a lot so more I'm complicated currently... but go ahead yeah, right. And you might not get everything you want if it's lower in price. However, you know, let's discuss what your non-negotiables are versus something you can compromise on. Non-negotiable is like we need to have two bedroom, two bath. That is like an absolute non-negotiable. A, a desire, you know, would be a, a larger kitchen. Well, okay. So maybe we need to not have a super updated kitchen, but definitely two bedroom, two bath right now because obviously the nice kitchen open floor plan is above our price point and above what we can offer strong on. So mm -hmm. let's shrink down, let's compromise, let's really have a discussion of what is super important to you and what is something that you can work around. Absolutely. I mean, if you're asking me in this market, I want to buy something that needs work because I, yeah. I think that's the only place that there's real value. Now, don't get me wrong for, for the certain people, um, moving ready is the, is the route to go. Yeah. But if you've got the vision and you've got the drive to do some updates and some changes, I think there's more value financially in that. But Hey, yeah. you're, if, if that's not what, you know, if you're busy and you've got a family and you work and you have a good income, then it's probably smarter to just pay a little more and get something that you don't have to work too hard with. But I think about right. it from my perspective, like, I want the, I want the value and I'll waste, you know, my effort and my, not waste, but I'll put my effort mm -hmm. and my time and my resources into renovating a property as opposed to paying over, you know, you're still going to pay over even in a property that needs work, but it's not going to, most likely it's not going to be to the same degree that that is the property that is pristine, perfect, right. moving, ready, staged, all those things, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I, I have a couple of different buyers and we've looked at, um, properties very similarly, right? So like there's move in ready for 20 K over, and then there's a needs a little bit of work, you know, obviously for 20 K less. So mm -hmm. let's, they're putting in offers on both. Um, because there's potential in the one that needs a little bit of work. Like if it's in a great location, if the bones are good, the layout is great. You can change the cosmetic things on the inside. So 
think about that. Think about the potential of the inside to create it the way you want it to be versus what this person has already created it to be. And then you're going to go 20 K over that to get the house. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very true. Like, let's get something that you can see the potential in that is livable, that you can put a little bit of work in that is also realistic on you getting the house. And I kind of back to your point where you said the price point, like I have clients that are looking max like four ten, and, you know, we were looking at houses that were three ninety nine, but their max that they could even put in is four ten, And it's, it's so hard to tell them, like, I can't, I, I don't think that we're, we're strong enough to win these deals. Like, yeah. I think, you know, so I, I I'm the conversation, sorry, the conversation of saying, Hey, let's, let's drop your price point down. That way you can be a little bit stronger. If we're looking at 380 price points, then you could offer up to 410 if it's the amazing house that you want. But then you have more strength in your offer versus 10K over, no appraisal gap, asking for closing costs. That's super, super slim of getting accepted right now. Yeah. And, and they've had to miss out on a couple and see that. So it's, it's very hard for, to have that conversation because they want to buy a house. You want to get them under contract on a house, but it's not getting accepted. Yeah. And the other thing I think about is uh, where can you find hidden value in the property? So, you know, the, the specs are the specs, right? And mm-hmm. maybe the client, the buyer needs, you know, certain this, certain that, whatever to make it work for their family. Um, but where can we, you know, change the price and stretch our, you know, imagination for how we could make a property fit into what you want? in still uh, the areas or maybe we stretch the area but whatever it might be you know I think about this a lot uh, from investment real estate standpoint is how could I add value to a properties that isn't you know that I don't that that isn't obvious um, because mm-hmm. you know if, you, if you're going to find a, a good deal investing in a property if you're not going to, if you, if you can't find anything off market and in today's day and age, everything that's off market is also overpriced. Um, yeah. But if you're looking on the MLS, which I've found a lot of the properties I own through the MLS, it just found hidden value and why, why I could make it work better or make it be worth more. That wasn't super obvious. Um, mm. And I'm not, you know, some of the things I've done have been like relocating a bathroom to make, a, to turn a one bedroom into a two bedroom. Mm. That's pretty invasive. And I'm not saying yeah. that yet as a resident, you know, as buying your primary residence, you got to do that. But maybe there's something we can do with uh, finishing a basement space or changing an outdoor space or utilizing space differently. Maybe it's an office or a den that could become a bedroom, you know. All right. I'm saying is let's get creative. Let's look at things yeah. outside the box on some of these properties so that we could get you something that works based on what you need and based on your price point. Right, right. And a lot, it's really hard because I think a lot of people, especially first time buyers, it's, you're putting a lot of savings into this. You know, it, it could be your first home as a, a married couple or you're welcoming a baby and you're thinking about, you know, your first home. And sometimes your first home is only a couple years. It doesn't have to be 10, 15, 20 years where you have to raise an adult child. And, you know, you can, 
be there for three years, five years, just long enough to build equity, not pay outrageous in a rent, have somewhere that you have stability in and let that be just your first home. And then you'll have more equity to build to go towards maybe your forever home or maybe a second longer term home to be in. But mm -hmm. what will get you through three to five years? What, what can you settle for? I don't, and settling, you know, is an unfortunate word, but yeah, at the yeah, same time, what can you live with? What, what yeah. can you live with for a couple of years versus, you know, having these non-negotiables that maybe just aren't realistic right now for what your price point is? Yeah, I think, so you said three to five, I think the average, the national average now is around seven or eight years that somebody stays in a property. But um, mm -hmm. for my, my personal experience, I'm, I'm usually talking to and getting calls around year four or five of people that I helped buy a home, first time mm -hmm. home, usually, usually four mm -hmm. or five years is about the time that we at least engage in a discussion about what could be next. And then yeah. some, for some, everybody's totally different. Some people buy a house and they're just, they're just going to stay there for a really long time. And right. people, they're just ready to move. I've got some friends that have moved True. like once a year for, and I'm not talking about renting, like bought and sold. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's kind of crazy. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Yeah. That sounds but, exhausting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Hey, I, I wanted to ask you this. We, we, um, we kind of grazed over this uh, a little bit ago, um, but there is sometimes a perception in our industry that like the, 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 the commission checks, the dollar amounts that we get paid are really cushy and the work, mm. you know, it doesn't go into that. Cause I mean, you watch million dollar listing or whatever those shows mm -hmm. are and you get, and you think that, um, that it's a really easy gig. Um, yeah. So I wanted to discuss that. Uh, I, I kind of wanted to give you a little story that I have of, of, of basically a, a scenario from last year on a listing, but I wanted to ask you kind of what are your thoughts when you hear people say that um, or think that about, about being in real estate? Yeah, yeah, that's, it's funny because anytime I get a message like, hey, I'm just getting my license or hey, I'm thinking about getting my license, I want to say why, you know, not as a why of like why, but like what's your reason for going into it right like what are you what do you feel passionate about in going into real estate is it just because you watch a lot of hgtv and you love houses and you want to see inside of them because if you know that's not that's like a tiny fraction of what our job really entails is seeing pretty houses like yeah that's the most fun part of our job sometimes is to go in a really pretty house but that's not what this job is this job is so much more of that um so it's it's oh it's just so tough because we're we're not just door openers we're not just you know writing a contract and sending it out it's there's just so much more work um that needs to be done behind that and i think that you really have to have a passion for people and you really have to be in tune that this is your calling and, and that this is the job that's meant for you because it's tough it can be very tough and and the commission we a lot of people and my friends don't understand that we don't get paid until closing day so we can submit offers we could be driving all over town we could be showing you all these houses um, we could go under contract if it falls through we don't get paid so we 
we obviously want to do whatever it takes to get you under contract because that's how we get paid. Um, but we will also do whatever it takes to find you the house that is meant for you. It's not just about us. Um, but you know, I had, I've had conversations with friends about how it works in, in our breakdown in commissions, depending on your brokerage, depending on if you're a team and how you might think that we're getting $30,000 every single closing and honey, I wish <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I nice. wish you, <laughs> yeah. you would see me live a totally different lifestyle if that was the case, but unfortunately it's not. And right now, especially if you're working with majority of buyers, it can feel like you're paycheck to paycheck and it can feel like months without a paycheck until you get to that closing table with your client. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so right now, if you're, if you work with buyers, you are working harder than you ever have before to, you know, to earn the same amount of money because you're yeah. going to show a lot more houses. You're going to write a lot more offers. That means more conversations with agents, more negotiations, more uh, conversations with talking to your client, explaining details to them, sometimes, you know, talking to them from an emotional standpoint. And then, you know, that means more research on every property, more, you know, you know, most of the time you're going to be looking at numbers, you're going to help the client analyze the property. And, you know, one in 10 of those is going to get accepted. So it's, a, you know, it's definitely a lot more effort. Um, I have, I have a scenario that I'll, uh, kind of go into a little bit about the, um, the numbers on a, a listing. So this is sort of an example. It's a property that I had gone through the process of selling last year. And, um, so to give the people listening, uh, and watching like an idea of what actually, uh, what we actually take home on, on a commission check. So. Mm -hmm. Um, this property was in the $200,000 price range. So the commission on this is about $6,000 roughly, give or take a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We listed the property. It, uh, we, so at the time of listing, we, we do photos, we pay for photos, we pay for marketing and advertising online. We spend hours um, researching and gathering some information and putting it online to make sure that is is accurate and correct and the reason for that is we are liable for putting the wrong information out there and miss you know misrepresenting mm -hmm. the property um mm -hmm. we spend time usually countless amounts of hours having conversations with prospective buyers and prospective buyers agents and a lot of times having the same conversation, explaining the same details, kind of selling the property to them. Um, and this particular property, we did all of those things. And then we ended up having to take it down off the market for a short period of time. We ended up putting back on the market, go through and do each of those steps over again. And then also when it was off the market, the seller was out of state. And so we who who take who deals with the property of course the agent deals with the property in that scenario so you're talking about probably three or four trips in that month to the property you know once a week check on things it, it happened to be a transition between when the weather was changing so i had to make sure that i changed the heat the cooling to the heat mm. so that the pipes don't freeze running the water, doing just, just random things, checking the mail for this person. They asked me to do that. I did that. It turned into a two trip 
ordeal. It was a big thing. Anyway, not a big thing, but it was a thing. And long story short yeah. is all these things add up to not just, um, you know, um, money like marketing dollars and things we're paying for but they add up to hours spent so now you're putting the property back on a second time and you end up getting the commission check and it's let's say six thousand right off the top one third of that is going to taxes so now you're only receiving four thousand dollars a percentage depending on who your broker is a percentage of that is going to your company so and then on top of that, I mentioned paying for advertising, paying for photos, sometimes paying for staging. Um, and then there's a, a handful of other variable costs that we might incur directly with that listing. And then on top of that, there's all these overhead costs that you have. You know, um, we've got to pay for our document writing system. We've got to pay for all these technology tools. Um, and things that we use on a daily basis. Some agents have assistance and other things that they pay for. Um, and I'm probably going on a little bit too long oh, on this. No, that's, that's but, it's so true though, yeah. But when you get down to it, okay, maybe after all of our expenses, you take home um, a couple thousand dollars, you know, maybe one third or one fourth of that total commission check to your family and if you add up all the hours too it doesn't it's not as glamorous as it seems now sometimes the property will be no. more expensive sometimes it won't take as much effort and vice versa sometimes mm -hmm. it'll take more effort but one thing you never know right. well not never know but a lot of times you won't know because you don't know i didn't know it's gonna have to put the property back on the market i didn't know i was gonna have to go through a second set of negotiations there's all these things that they all have to factor into that one amount of, of um, commission or, you know, that one paycheck essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and I know that you mentioned it a while ago or a couple episodes ago, we talked about the commission percentage and how that's being negotiated at the very beginning before you know what you're even getting into. And mm -hmm. I don't know many jobs where you put in as much work as we do and your price your, your what you get paid is unknown like you don't we don't have any control of what we're really going to end up getting paid and we're we're working over 40 hours a week you know we, we work you know 120 hours a week so i mean we don't have days mm -hmm. off we, we we work early morning late at night on the weekends you know and we could either not get paid for all that work or we just get paid a very small amount depending on the other agents agreement on being paid or like you said the price point if it's a two hundred thousand dollar you know listing that's going to be a lot different of what you're getting paid on a six hundred thousand dollar listing or you know a million dollar listing but you're doing the same work most of the time um but again to your point sometimes they're shoe-ins and they're easy they're slam dunks like we we do very little work and we get paid a lot those are rare but mm -hmm. they're awesome um and the majority is doing a lot of work for what you said for that small amount of money which makes us hustle so much harder that's why we work 24 seven is because we need to continue to get that money to feed our family. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people know that when they're talking to an agent and they're like, well, you know, this guy said he'll list it for 4%, which means you're splitting the, you know, the commission with another person. And, 
you know, you want to do what's fair. So you're getting 2% each. And that I don't think that person understands that's how you feed your family. So you have to say, listen, this is my value. This is what I bring to the table. And this is why I want to help another agent because they're going to be working super hard to get you to the closing table as well. So let's do what's right. Let's do what's fair. Let's pay this price because it'll be worth it. Yeah. And I don't want to position this as like a complaining because it's not at all I no. love what I do my and I love that's why you have to love what you do you yeah. have to love what you do to put up with that yeah you do I mean so um was talking to my wife the other day and she was complaining about having to go into work and I was like you know and she you know she works at a hospital so it's a different totally different mindset but I'm like well I gotta work yeah. tomorrow too she's like yeah but you love your job and I'm like well yes I do that is that's that's true <laughs> but I, it's still work like I still have to right. I still have to go out there and do it and like you said I mean um but the interesting thing is we talked about this or actually I think I shared this to you um on social media the other day was that um, more people now in, in 2021 listed with a, an agent than did for sale by owner than ever before. So more, mm-hmm. so more people are seeing the value than they yes. ever had before. And it was always at like nine out of 10 or nine oh, over 90% anyways, but now it's even more. And, and, and I think the reason is because the market conditions are such that as a buyer, there's no way you would want to navigate this market on your own without experience. Mm-hmm. And as a seller, the same thing, because yeah, I mean, the houses are selling like crazy and it's a hot market, but there are so many things to navigate through. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really what we do is we, you know, we provide our knowledge to help, um, to add value, to get, you know, to have a smoother sales process and to get the most money for the seller. But we also provide cus- a level of customer service. Um, yes. So, you know, uh, it, it, if you're offering to work for less, you're going to provide less customer service and you're probably going to um, not add as much value. That's what I would say. Yeah, right. We, we, we offer so much value and I know that that comes with experience and sometimes it doesn't, there's, there's people that just get their license that are, that are just so eager and hungry and excited for getting to work that they're going to provide the same level of service, but it is, you have to really show your value and, and right from the beginning and you have to be consistent. Um, but I do, I kind of back to your question a little bit earlier and, and back to my point of, of really making sure that you love what you're doing and don't just get into real estate because you think it's really easy right now because it's a hot market. Like mm-hmm. it's not easy. It is a very tough thing. You have to really love what you do to be able to be successful in this. Yeah. And honestly, one other thing I would say, um, if we have people out there that are thinking about getting their real estate license or just curious about what goes into it, um, just understand that uh, as much as we have to fulfill a a service and a a high percentage of what we do is fulfilling a service, which is working on selling houses. But there is a percentage of what we do every day that doesn't have anything to do with selling houses because we run a business and we have to operate a mm-hmm. business. And that means that we have to have customers coming in the front door in order to provide mm-hmm. our service to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, for, for new agents, that's something they may not realize. They might just pictures, you know, you, the agent with a clipboard walking through a house saying, you know, look at these awesome 
windows and whatever. Yeah. And that's part of the fun, I guess, but that is very minimal compared to some of the other things that we have to think about and do on a daily basis. Um, yeah. But it's great. I mean, it, it is, uh, as hard as it is, it is that equally as rewarding. And for me, and I know you're the same way, we like people. We like to work with people. Mm-hmm. And we, there's a certain level of satisfaction in helping somebody achieve a goal, um, which is what we do, whether they're buying a house, right. selling a house, buying an investment property. You know, I'll even sometimes help people lease, you know, rent out a property that they've mm-hmm. just purchased as an investment or something. It's all mm-hmm. rewarding to, um, you know, to help them accomplish their goal. Absolutely. It is, it is such a rewarding job. It makes all of the blood, sweat and tears worth it. I mean, it's, you get to meet incredible people, you know, the clients you work with, most of them are great people, you know, so you're excited to help them. You want to see it to the finish line. You, you can't wait to celebrate a closing day with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't wait to see them make that house a home or, you know, you're so excited for your seller that is moving and they're, you know, they're taking a new opportunity to go maybe to a different state and you're just, it's very rewarding to be part of a life change for somebody. It's a very big deal. And I know that, you know, we mentioned that on the episode one about how, it, we don't take it for granted to be able to help people in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to make sure that you love it and that you can handle the lows because sometimes they're, they're lows. There are, and it's not just a bad day at work. Sometimes it can, it can really be difficult. Um, you can like, you know, have contracts cancel. You can have offers not get accepted. You can have a seller that you paid for pictures for, you know, you're, you're doing all the marketing work. You're spending hours on a great, you know, putting in all the information into the system, creating the perfect bio to make sure people are drawn to it. That gives all the information on it. So people want to see your house just based on that Zillow information, you know, Mm -hmm. and say that seller isn't happy with the, what's happening or they changed their mind. They decided to stay or a contract doesn't work out. You've put all that time and energy and money into something that doesn't close. Um, so there can be a lot of frustrating times along with the wins. So if, if you're going through those times, all that to say, if you're going through times like that, stay encouraged, make sure that you are in your passion and in your calling and it will work out. You will see offers be accepted. You will see, you know, some really awesome and exciting times, but you have to keep the grind because the, and there's that really popular quote that I love, but the, um, the day you plant the tree is not the day you see the fruit. So keep pushing. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think that, uh, really sums it up because I mean, I have, of clients that I've been in communication with for years and and they will eventually transact buy or sell a property but it takes a long time and and that's part of it um the same thing I I look at it too with with investment properties you know you buy buy a piece of real estate it might be it might be profitable right away but it may not be but in 15 years, you're probably not going to regret that you own that property. Now, every property is a little different, but that's kind of how I look at it when I'm evaluating things too. And I think from even from just a primary residence standpoint, you know, you might feel like you're paying a little bit too much today, but are you going to stay here for five years, 10 years, 15 years? And if you are, 
in the, you know, looking into the future, are you going to regret living, you know, buying, paying a little bit more today to, to have that future, you know, in 10 or 15 or five years or whatever it might be. Um, definitely a good way to look at it. So appreciate that uh, yeah. quote. Um, all right. Well, I love this episode. We had some good topics. Uh, we had, we showed a little bit of our cards as far as like what we do and, uh, some yeah. of the emotions we feel, but, um, uh, and I think we'll keep, we'll keep adding in segments like this as we also continue to talk about the market and the, the trends of, of the market every, every week as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, real life and real estate. And this is just part of the real life in it. And I think it's important to be vulnerable in that because there's a lot of new agents. There's a lot of agents struggling in this market um, and for their buyers and buyers struggling and just to stay encouraged. You're not alone. Yeah. And then you get out there and sell some houses this weekend. Let's go. You yeah. too. All right, cool. Well, we will chat soon. All right. See take everybody care. next time. Bye.